0: Yeah, mm. big bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a duffel on me. I'm feeling good. The streets talking to me in the hood. I'm doing this exactly how I should. What's not said is understood. Listen to me. I'm on my grind. No matter what, these haters mad. I gotta ask, why you mad at us? Because I'm on the rise. Yeah, I'm on the rise. All right, what is going on to episode two of the Always Climbing Podcast? I'm here Let's with my see. boy, Jovan. Number one man, Jovan Fair, a retired athlete. My guy is now working at Temple. You know, he's working with the athletics. I'm also here with my friend, Ryan Shores, my number one main man. Uh, my guy is, fun fact, I just learned about this. If, you know, allegedly the only person from our entire high school class of 2015 to go to an Ivy League school, shout out to him. He went to Columbia, yes. he's neuroscientist. And then I'm here with my man's Static Marty. If y'all know anything about the biggest haters, y'all know anything about the way I rap. You know how I get down. That's my my right hand man in the rap scene, man. But this is my guy, Kamar, ran track get at, uh, at Akron U. Or University of
1: Akron. Don't my bad, kumar You know, yeah, um, on, put the respect on the name. Yeah,
0: but uh, you me? know, you know. Now he's down <laughs> at the at the University of Cincinnati, uh, st- studying. What is it? Business administration. My cutty is trying yeah. to be the next Donald Young, huh? But anyway, uh, I don't know about that. One. No, no.
1: <laughs>
0: so today, you know, we kind of talked last week about. You know, the desire to just separate yourself, the desire to evolve, the desire to grow, right? And y'all see, you know, for me last week, you know, I'm growing, right? You know, I'm going through my little transitional phase. But the thing that, you know, kind of made me think from last week is just like the fact that this group alone, you know, we're really so different from, you know, many people our age or many people, a lot of our peers, right? So the number one thing that I wanted to talk about this week was just, you know, what what does it really mean to be different? And should you be ashamed if you're different, or should you be proud of yourself if you're different? And I think there's different avenues and different things that you could look at in that you know that whole spectrum. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. And then we also like you know maybe we can learn a little bit about Kamar since he's our new guest. But y'all cool with that? I'm down for that. Get it? Yeah. So let so y'all see, man, we every week we're trying to make upgrades for everybody that's that's viewing and or listening. Um, we appreciate y'all. But if you're viewing, you know what I mean? We're trying a new little gallery view, right? And if you're listening, here's something that, that you can look forward to. If Ryan Shores is going to be a, a forever guest, he's going to get himself a new mic. So he's not going to sound as bad, right? And I need to get yeah. myself a new mic, too, because I'm trying to sound like Jovan. He sound like he got the best sound to me. I don't know. Both of y'all got a good sound, but... <laughs> Yeah, you do too, but we got to work on Shores, though, but it's all good. Shores, you sound good, bro. I'm going to worry about it. I'm calling
2: in from a Game Boy Advance, man. don't know what
0: that uh, is. So, so, as we go into this conversation, you know, we just got to dive right into it. Um, first thing first, like, I just want to talk to y'all, like, being different, right? Like, don't y'all feel like we've always been that way? Like, even in high school, I kind of feel like we've kind of separated ourselves and almost to the point where like we really did so much that we were a little too much. Right. But why, why has it, why has being different been valuable to y'all? What have y'all seen in y'all lives that have brought value of being different? Y'all got any answers or anything?
3: Yeah. For me personally, you know, for me being different, is just like stepping out and just having a mind of your own and being a leader. Um, being in this group definitely, like, we have so many different personalities, mm-hmm. and we don't see eye to eye at everything. Yeah. So for us, we never would like fall into peer pressure, and be like, "Hey, do this, do this." We never forced it. Just like, "Hey, if it falls in line, what you are trying to do? Let's do it." But right. we all had our different perspectives, and you know, it led to where we at today. I don't think there's like really a anybody in our group who just like just mindfully wander and just trying to be like, "Oh, what Bryce doing? I'm gonna follow him." You know what I'm saying?
0: That's that's something that, that, that I was kind of, you know, hoping we can really touch heavy on today is just like think about how many different avenues there are and how many different, you know, phases of our life we go through, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in college. Right. Whether it's uh, we all are, are athletes at some point. Right. Whether it's, it's, it's in sports, you know, like the desire to really try and fit in is so easy in those in those different um, phases of our lives and different you know, places in our lives. But, you know, I think the, there's so much value in not necessarily trying to be different, but just staying true to yourself. Like, if you really don't want to do the things that are in front of you and you don't want to do the, the things that everybody else is doing, don't do it. Right. Like, I can't tell you how many times I felt almost guilty. Right. In my first couple years of years of college, like I almost felt guilty for not wanting to go to a party. Right. All I wanted to do was sit inside, sit in my in my dorm and chill and just talk to my girl on FaceTime. You know what I mean? I wanted to play the game with my guys. And a lot of times my old teammates, they would make me feel bad about it. Or they would just like not even invite me to the to the, the next party. Maybe I wanted to go. Right. But. I almost fell in love with that feeling of like, you know what? I, I'm me. So like, if they don't like that about me, then that's fine.
2: I like that.
1: I mean, I see a lot of value in being different. In a whole like in a few different aspects i think being different in a way for me has always allowed for me to have a more tender view on the things that i do want and the things that i don't want so uh, a good example that i'll use um is i live with you know my parents and then my younger brother cam and my older sister kyla and from the time that we were younger i always went to a different school like a different elementary school my sister Kyla. We're the same age but she's older by you know a couple hours if anything but um, what made it best for me is that I was allowed or it allowed me to better understand like what I wanted and what I didn't want. So what I didn't want was to go to the same school as my sister and then be um, I guess friends with her friends or be around the same type of crowd because that wasn't specifically for me. Like my personality meshed better with going to resnick and area island at the time uh any people from akron like i'm sure y'all know the uh of both of those schools the elementary schools but it fit me better to go there because i knew that i would be miserable being a part of a different group um and i think it's the same way as like as far as college especially like you said rice because i dealt with the same thing and joe i'm sure you dealt with the same as sure, you probably got a whole different kind of aspect of, <laughs> Of being different when you was in college because i <laughs> i believe boy
2: man sheesh. oh man it's 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 a lot but you know i do i do think there's like a good amount of value in being different you know like because i mean obviously you need sort of the foundation of like being able to contribute to like you know society as a whole in a group so you know you don't want to go super far out into left field but at the same time you know especially as you're trying to build yourself up you know, what you can do that's different is really what starts to set you apart from, you know, the people around you. You know, if it's 30 people that all bring the same skill set to the table, but it's only one of you, you know, when it comes down to it, they can pick from one of any of them 30 to pick that, to fill that role. But then when they need that one of you, you're the only one that's there. So I definitely think, you know, once you really start to get into like making your own way and like having your own variation on the whatever the norm is for what you're trying to do, you know, it really gives you a lot more options because, you know, you bring something that nobody else can really bring, you know, mm-hmm. to the table, like you're just you.
0: Absolutely. you bro, I ain't gonna lie. As you just said that you got me thinking about, you know, just even my career and how I'm, I've am i kind of stepped into this school counseling role, Right. And even in that career field, I feel myself being a little bit different than the norm. Right. First of all, let's be real. As we look at, you know, stats, like, in my grad program, right? Like I was one of maybe two African-Americans in the whole program, right? And of all of those, I was probably one of five males and I was one of one African-American males. So, um, you know, it it was even that, you know, for me was just being different. And, you know, I had a whole different approach, a whole different perspective uh, in the classroom. And now as we transition and as I move into my career, that one thing that I'm noticing that these kids are really connecting with the most is like me genuinely being a little bit different than their old counselor. Right. Their old counselor was a little bit older. Um, you know, they loved her. They, they still miss her. They talk about her all the time and I never got a, got the pleasure to meet her, but you know what I do when I do my guidance lessons or when I have kids, I play music in the background, right. Hip hop, you know, the music that they like um, sometimes I, I'll, I'll even give them a little bit of incentive. Like, Hey, like if, if you guys are all on green, you know, I might mm-hmm. rap for y'all at the end. they like, Mr. Harris, you going to be rapping. I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, I get down I rap. So then I'll rap and I'll freestyle and talk about the class. I'll start naming names, you know what I mean? And and talk about how much I love this kid, how much I love that kid. And these kids really buy into it and they love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, even another thing that I do is like, I, I, I don't ever, at least I try not to ever eat lunch by myself. You know, if a kid wants to eat lunch with me, I bring them in, um, you know, a lot of counselors, they feel like they need extra time to themselves. It, maybe it's because I'm ne- young. Maybe it's because I'm new to the career, but I haven't felt no burnout. You know what I mean? So I feel like I need to exhaust as much as I possibly can of these kids. And even that is different in that career.
2: Yeah, man. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for me, It's it's been rewarding. Um, You know, it's been helping me out a lot, you know, just trying to, get better. You know, being different can either bring you down or it could bring you up. I can't think of how many people that I could think of that have tried to like be different to the point where it becomes toxic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many people do y'all really know that, that they're like, nah, man, you know what I mean? I'm different. Like, blah, blah, blah. That's why they wear these, these different clothes. That's why they try and, you know, step out. They try and maybe right, do right. drugs because they feel like nobody else is doing that drug. Right. So that type of, that type of being different is almost toxic. Like, I feel like it could bring you down. But then there's that other side. It's like, you know what? All of these people are going this way and I see where, how they're ending. Let me just try this way. Let me just try and go, you know, the opposite route and see where it takes Mm me. I think there's nothing but but the opportunity to learn
1: and the opportunity to grow. If you take that route. I think that's interesting that you even mentioned that too, because a lot of people's definition of different is different. I mean, no pun intended, but I I just thought about something. Um, there's a clothing brand that I know about. Um, I used to follow them on Instagram, but they ain't follow me back, so I don't follow. You know what I mean? But uh, it's called Different Like Co. different company, and mm-hmm. like I guess part of the brand is applying these different uh, patchworks and applying different uh, material to separate their clothing from other brands to make it quote unquote different. So I don't know. I just thought about that where you said some people think I'm aware it is because anybody wearing that because some people's definition is kind of like very surface level, but I feel like even with all four of us, even like the rest of our friends, everyone a part of the whole always climbing community is different in a more internal way, whether that's the way they speak, whether it's the way they view uh, friendships or the way they view um sacrifices. Um it can they can literally be anything for real for real. But I don't know, I just thought I'd bring that up. Uh and they they clothes is kind of hard. I ain't gonna lie to you. They they yeah. clothes is kind of hard. <laughs> they was expensive. I said I'm cool. I hit the thirst or something. As you as you talk
0: about clothes though, how I many I mean let's talk about you know how many people try to be different just because you know they're they're insecure in themselves. Or what, you know, what else we could even bring up is just the concept of like why people don't try and be different. That's an even better topic to talk about is like, why don't people try and be different even when in the back of their head they know they should be, you know, like they they say you're in a new environment. You just came to a high school, right? Let's say you're a high school student. Um, you know, I went to, you know, a private school. Now I'm going into the inner city. Uh, you know, I don't really know what my crowd will be when I step foot in to the school the first time. And, you know, I see the popular kids, I see the cool kids and, you know, I want to be that person. I want to fit in. Should I? Do I really think I should be doing what they're doing? Should I be doing, you know, maybe talking to the girls the way that they talk to girls? Should I be trying to affiliate with gang? You know, what I mean, no, but because I'm so insecure because I'm so, uh, you know, nervous about my new environment instead of me trying to be different and maybe, praying that, you know, God will take care of me in a different way. I just fall into that norm. You know, I think it's very easy for, for the youth. And I think it's easy for even adults, let's just be honest, but it's easy for us, you know, as humans to just fall into the norm because we're nervous about what might happen if we don't,
2: you know, and I mean, I think you, I think you really hit it on the head like a little bit earlier, you know, you said, even when you were, when you're looking to be different, And you sort of like see the outcome that people are getting and you want to like move away from that. You know, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff with difference really comes from that idea of like seeing the outcome and sort of like figuring out how you feel about it. Right. So, I mean, you know, when you start talking about when is it a bad time to be different or like what sort of makes people not want to be different? You know, if you see the outcome that people are getting from acting a certain way, you kind of like that you know, it sort of sets you up and it's like, oh, I'm just about to do it this way. You know, you see the popular kids doing this down the other and they're popular. If I want to be popular, let me go ahead and slide on over here and see, you know, how it's going for them and all that. But, you know, I guess the hard part about it is when, you know, you look at the, the outcome that people get and you think, oh, you know, I want this outcome or I want to be like that or I want to have that for me. You know, you really just got to Be certain that you get the full picture. Right. You know, it's it's there's a part of the outcome that you can see, but then there's the part that comes afterwards that you might not always see. So, you know, I think, you know, in terms of like figuring out when it's like good to be different or bad to be different, you know, it's really about trying to get like the clearest understanding of what that outcome or end goal is going to be. And then from there, making your decision based on that, because it's going to take you where you need to go one way or the other.
0: Yeah, that's real. Jovan, I know I know I know you can speak to, you know, a little bit of what Shores just said about, you know, just being different in high school. You know, like you and me both, we were like, you know, we still are. But like I'm talking about like dynamic duo brothers. Right. Exactly. think about how many people, you know, we saw in the same shoes as us that could have had the same Division one football scholarship that we had. But you and I decided, you know, let's go. Let's go this way. You know, a lot of those guys, they wanted to fit into the crowd, you know, and they knew better. How many people do y'all know that just knew better? They knew I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this. Uh, I probably shouldn't be skipping class right now. I probably should not get into this fight. I know I could control my emotions, but I just I just I mm-hmm. got to do it because everybody's watching me right now. I mean, Jovan you the biggest dude in school. I know people tried you because people definitely tried me. How many times have you just like had to hold yourself, control your anger, just be like, you know what? Not today. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go down that road.
3: Yeah, of course, plenty. I mean a lot of that comes to like them falling to that norm that they don't even know that they're falling into. They're just like, okay, this is what the group's doing. This is what the, what what I've seen throughout time, this is what they do. All right, but if anything fall through, I'll just go to Akron. Like they just have that blanket to fall back on. And it's just like I've seen what y'all are doing, and that's not what I'm trying I'm not, I i do wanna like fall back at another school. Like that don't even sound right to me. Um, and they're just trying to live their good life and in high school, but not really seeing the bigger picture, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, how that's going to affect them long run. Um, but a lot of them don't really have the capacity to really block out, you know, people, um, who aren't doing the same thing, like getting that pushback, like, oh, you weird because you, you want to do this. You want to, you want to stay at home when we go into a party or you don't drink? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, we've got that plenty of times at, at you know, even in college. I remember on my official visit, people tell me, like, hey, you, you want to sip? You want? No, I'm cool. I don't drink. What you mean you don't drink? What you? <laughs> it's just not, it's not me. That's not what I want to do.
2: And as soon um, as you hear that, And not too many people you. are ready
3: for that. Yeah. Exactly. Not too many people are like mentally, you know, strong to themselves to really block out outside noise and um, really take on a different perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think about, you know, I don't want to make this too much of a like you know just a reminiscence se- session, but I'm just thinking about how many different things we did in high school, man, compared to the, you know the, the norm. And I I think that's what kind of we wanted. I think that's <laughs> what made us popular, though. You know, I really do. I think that's what made us it popular did. because were we the coolest kids? Never, never. Yes, I did <laughs> not have no no. I'm <laughs> <You> talking about. <laughs> let me let me rephrase, guys. <laughs> for those that are just listening, let me put it in quotes here. Okay, this is in quotes. We weren't cool, right? Like to the to yeah, the standard nah. of cool. Come on, right. you come on. You barely had retros, right? Like I didn't have no. I had one pair of retros, and I had a grind. I
1: shell toes, right? boy.
0: I didn't have no true religions. Um, I had oh. USPA polos. I was not rocking Ralph Lauren, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's be honest, like. I've been, I was, Kamar, we was making shirts, right? But they didn't look cool. Bro, we I was making rocking them though. These shirts is corny. Like, y'all got to understand, like, what type of shirt. Like, I might have one. Hey. I don't know. Um, And it's,
1: the shirts was corny, but they were so hard at the same time. Right? Y'all going to have to
0: check out Always <laughs> Climbing uh, Project on Instagram. I'm going to find that shirt that I made. And I used to rock it every day. I'm talking about it was an AC shirt, everything. Yes. But bottom line is, why did everybody like us? Right, like, were we the coolest? No, but we were involved in literally everything possible. Like, we literally were trying to do everything different. Y'all was Dang, in Catalina. Man. What? We did Catalina. <laughs> we was getting, we was getting right like, in that joint. What? Like, if I could swim, know. I would be in that too. But you know what I mean? Like, right, who right, does like, that? Who who wants to be a cheerleader as a star athlete? Me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: who does? Who who dances? Who just hops on the dance team just to do it? Man, listen. Right, like, but. But the point is, we didn't care about what anybody thought. We didn't care yeah. how it made us look. How many times did we get called weird? I can't even. I, I, I mean, Like, you so Yo, look, weird. Listen, yo, Kyrell, <laughs> if you listening to this, I love you, my dog. Kyrell called us weird <laughs> all the time. I'm talking about Wayne's, all of that, right? That's just somebody that came to my mind. But, like, think about it. Like, right. everybody judges. We did that student section for the basketball team. Everybody judges. Yeah broke the week was crazy. They
3: were looking at us the
0: whole crazy. School
1: up, but, they still the whole- Yo, but at me- the end <laughs> of the day,
0: that at the end of the day it was because we valued ourselves, we valued mm-hmm. our friendships and we wanted to create as many opportunities, experiences and and um, you know, just outlets to be different as possible. And I think I think it it, it helped me grow as a man, Hel- help me grow as a young man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know like if, if I wasn't to fall into that, if I didn't have y'all to help me fall into the, you know, comfort of being different, who knows where I would be? Who knows what I would be rocking? Who knows if I would even be married? You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah, you, just, you just don't know. If you don't try and be different, if you don't try and just be yourself, who knows what you could be? You know what I mean? You're, you're always going to be trapped into this little shell of like, I have to do this. I have to act this way in this situation. I can't really... Express myself the way I want to because I'm stuck in this shell. Try and just let out and, and and feel what you feel. Be who you are. You know what I mean? And right, see where it takes you. Yeah, for real. Somebody that somebody in this in this little conversation, I think, has done a great job with being themselves more than any of us. And I'm just going. I'm I'm not going to say, but I'm talking about this dude has always just he's been he's been on a at the top of the top. And he's, you know what I mean, never fade, faded, always stayed true to himself, even grew, you know what I mean, upon himself in terms of his religion, in terms of, you know, how he wants to conduct himself. You know what I mean? I've seen this man control his, his emotions a little bit better. It's my cuddy Kamar man. So, you know, I give Wait. you a lot of respect. I give you a lot of love, man, because I've seen, I've seen the process, man, and I've seen where you've come from. And one thing that you've never done is switched up. So- maybe you could speak a little bit just on that. Like what, what, what was it? Like, why have you never switched up? Even when you went to the university of Akron, you had all this temptation, all this, um, you know, these people, these negative, this negative energies that could have steered you the wrong opposite direction, but you never, you never flipped. So I just want to know why, like, what was it?
1: Uh, I feel like the main reason that I never switched up was because I knew what I did want to be. I knew what I didn't want to be. Um, I feel like the biggest challenge really with even trying to identify that is, is I, I think it's kind of slept on, but it's the fact that I had to get in those situations where I realized like, I don't want to be this or I don't want to be this anymore. Like from being like a little itty bitty kid, like, you know, a lot of people tell these sob stories or, or or anything really from their own personal testimony, but I take my testimony, I'm I'm proud to speak on it and show different examples of how I became a different individual from like even touching base, like not too detailed, but there's things that I've seen in my family that I was like, this is, this is absolutely something that I'm not going to let affect me or my future. Like this is something that's not going to stick with me from generation to generation to generation, because I've seen how it has affected my family more specifically, um, and even touching on college, like with temptations and stuff like that, I feel like I got myself, even when I first got to college, you know, everyone has those typical college stories. But more specifically with me is I was around in temptation rather than like not put myself in that position. I placed myself in that position thinking that it was going to be cool, thinking of these new people that I met because I went to Akron, but I didn't see anybody I knew from the city of Akron for months, even though I was always on campus. But like some of my teammates saying that they wanted to drink or or uh, go here, go there. Uh, I had these teammates saying um, they were trying to give me game on girls, like how how to talk to girls, how to pick up girls, how to uh, I mean, basically how to make a woman submissive to me. But I knew different that I wouldn't be submissive or I don't want a woman that submissive to me if that woman isn't my wife. I mean, so I was always committed to like seeing the way my parents were to the fact where it's like, I'm, I see my dad be quote unquote submissive to his wife and vice versa, but not in the way of I'm doing whatever you ask me to do, but I'm doing what's best for you and for us. So, you know, being in those situations, like I was able to identify that, like, I don't want to be around these girls. I want to be around this drinking, I want to be around the smoking. I want to be around uh, all this temptation and all this lust um, because it didn't align with. Side know, note. Like I know. Side
0: note, huh? Kamar Kamar has has uh, cheated on um, every girl that he's been with. You know, I'm, just I'm, no just one, right? I'm just playing. 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 <laughs> Kamar has not Duh, cheated at all. He's the most loyal <laughs> dude I know, man. I'm just playing. I'm just uh, playing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah,
0: hey, when that's, you said that, I had to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it's, it's an all-going joke for all the viewers man It's
2: a, a long-running joke Don't take we, it we it hold it each it. other yeah, we no. all hold
1: each other accountable man that's what we do as friends we make sure we hold each other accountable in every aspect not just you know making money or saving money but just ways that we create even greater value for ourselves you know but no what i was saying was just simply though like for my spirituality like the growth in that i knew for like for a fact that some of these things I gotta eliminate in order to grow my relationship with Christ, to better myself as a man, an individual, a brother, a son, a friend, etc., whatever category I fit in. Yeah, and and as you
0: talk about that, like even me, bro, like you know, I'm always I've always been a Christian all my life, but I think you know if anybody ever sees my post, you know, I always say under my post hashtag Dare to Be, hashtag Outsider, right. And for that, what that means to me is, you know, if you're an outsider and the way that I'm looking at it is you basically you're a Christian and I'm a I'm a strong believer, you know what I mean? So kind of what that whole out, outsider concept is, is literally being different, right? There's so many different things that the devil is trying to hit us with in this world. There's so many different things that, that God is, is trying to bless us with in this world, but you have to be willing to accept it. And you can't fall into the easy temptation, the the easy deception that, that Satan is trying to give you, right? So the pride of being an outsider, it's literally the pride of being different, the pride of being a Christian, right? The pride of being, you know what? Every last, almost every last one of my teammates would fall into this trap. Almost every last one of my friends will fall into this trap. Almost every last one of my coworkers workers will fall into this trap. No. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go this way. I'm going to hit a full 180 and I'm going to go where God wants me to go. That's what being an outsider is. And I think you're a great, you know, example of what an outsider is. You are even going through some stuff, you know, more recently because you just did that Daniel fast. And I know you told me a little bit about it, but maybe you could share a little bit more about that because that is as being an outsider as it gets. In the sense that you just was like, you know what, I'm going I'm to give this all to God for the next, what, 21 days? Was it 21? Yeah, 21. Like, what? So even that is being an outsider because I ain't going to lie to you, Kamar. You know, I'm done with football. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie to you. As soon as I made that decision, I said, you know what, let me go look into this book. And then I thought about the things that you did. During that time, I thought about how many times we got on the game. He was like, bro, I am hungry, bro. I am tired of water, bro. And I said, you know what, bro? I can't do it, bro. He is different. God, I love you, but I can't do that right now. I need my steak. So, tell me a little bit about that fast and what that experience was for you.
1: I mean, God, at the end of the day, like you said, you know, you love your steak. God knows where our heart is. Uh, But to me... (laughs) I did the Daniel fast because I felt like it was necessary. I wanted to take a next step in making sure that I give my time, my effort, like my heart, my attention to God. And a way of doing it, and doing a Daniel fast is a way of doing that. So you cut out practically everything that tastes good, like, like basically everything that tastes good. I Sheesh. was eating beans, and brown rice. So your cutty stomach was bubbly. I was gassy, (laughs) but nonetheless, though, like the challenge of it was that first seven days, like I survived on water alone, not water and the limitations on food. I just drank water. And part of that, I mean, it was a different type of diet. Wait, you said how many days did you just drink water? First seven days, I drank only water.
0: Like you didn't but like me for like ooh, you, you drink ooh, water we, with, with, with with a
1: nice a nice stack of pancakes, eggs. Nah. Yeah, bro. You definitely nah. and then the crazy part about it is when I began to fast, it wasn't like I planned on it. I'm like, all right, when the year turns, i am a fast. I was just deep in prayer. I was thanking God for like giving me the transportation. I was, I was thanking them thinking for all the blessings, like to be able to go from Cincinnati to Dayton to Columbus, up to Toledo, and then like go straight to Akron. And I'm like, bro, I can't believe I made it to all these places, still made it on, home on time for Christmas Eve to see my family and be a part of this you know, fulfilling moment to even celebrate the birth of Jesus. And a couple of days later, I'm like, I just didn't have an appetite at all. Um, I just, like I, I made some food, sat it down. I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm i not really feeling this no more. So, you know, I'm feeding to the dog or whatnot. Throw it away. Didn't eat the rest of the day. And I started, I, I got into prayer and I just heard God speaking to me and just eliminated, like all my conscience eliminated any type of appetite of food, sugar. um, And I was with my family and I drove back down to Cincinnati because I'm like, I, for some guy was telling me to just be alone. Like, just take some time to be alone. And part of that process of being alone was getting into the idea of I'm gonna be fasting, I'm doing this alone, but it's not fully, it's not for myself. Um, It's me and Christ alone that are actually a part of this. So in the Daniel Fast book, they talk about uh, whenever you feel hunger pains, get in a prayer, get on your knees, say a prayer up to God, eliminate that temptation of wanting to eat through this fast. And every time I felt like I had the urge to eat, I just prayed, drink water. Felt felt filled like I went to Texas Day, Brazil. Like, like I ate all the meats that they brought out, the whole salad bar, like I actually felt full, but really I was full of the spirit of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, not actual physical food. So seven days I lasted and then I broke and I seen some fruit and I said, I need it. <laughs>
2: Probably
1: was
2: delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <it's> so crazy. <laughs> oh, that's incredible.
2: I'm, I'm still trying to understand. You're like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm still lost,
3: processing too. Right.
1: I lost like 20 pounds that's when I did it, crazy. and I'm not the heavy Uncle, dude. Bro, hold
0: on,
3: hold on. Um, how many?
1: pounds? I'm not. What are you a heavy okay dude. trying to get that? that. Not
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: no. I'm not a heavy dude. If anybody asks my credential, I'm six foot basically sit at about 193, 191. I fast it ended fast. I was like 170, like a buck seventy. I, I said leave. there's no way. Did you get like, your weight? Did you get your weight back up? I haven't been able to. So I haven't I haven't got fully up there, but I hit like 189 and I've just been floating like 85, 89. And what's your normal weight? My my regular weight is usually about 193, like so like in between that. 191, 193. So I'm close to it, but mm-hmm. Ever since the fast, I still haven't had the same appetite. Like I will stop eating a couple bites into something because I'm just like, this is enough. You know, like this is this is enough for me, right? Yeah. And
0: I'm and I'm sure that
2: I'm
0: sure that that whole experience just brought you even closer to God. You know what I mean? Oh oh my goodness! And even just me, even opening up that Bible, man, like that's, that's helped me a lot. Cause you know, I've always been a believer and I've always gone going to church. You know, I've taken my time off sometimes, but you know, my boy, my boy V up in Toledo, he get, he actually bought me a study Bible. And he was like, yo, tap in. And I just tap in every night. And ever since I've been doing that, my connection with God and my relationship with him has grown even more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause I mean, I've been doing that for what, probably eight, eight months now. And I've learned so much more about, about God. And, and, and the sacrifices that Jesus really made, you know, I've always known, but I I just learned more and it. Even that has caused me and called me to be even more different. Right. Um, and that's those, that type of different that I said, I think is positive because, um, you know, I've, we all know about football, right? We know the football environment and we know that could get real gritty, right? Um, whether it's violence, whether it's cuss words, whether it's anger, whether it's um, jealousy, if you don't, if you're not the starter, um, you know, God kind of allowed me to eliminate all of that. And I don't know if I would have been that same way. The same stuff I'm going through right now happened last year um, with the little bit of relationship I had with God last year. I compare that to how I feel now. I literally feel unstoppable. And so much has happened to me in, in a bad way. Right. Recently. I literally feel like I'm on top of the world. And I think it's because of my relationship with God. You know, I have think about football. Like I said, we talk about football in that environment. Last year, I didn't even get in that one fight. I didn't cuss not one person out. And I don't even like to cuss that much. But when I get on that field, sometimes, you know, it does come out. Didn't do it not once last year. Um, didn't even have no desire to do so. And at the end of the day, I'm okay with being that. That to me, that is what being an outsider is. Being a Christian, being confident in my Christianity enough that I don't care about what other people around me are doing. You can do that. That's fine. I'd rather be this way. So, you know, a lot of credit to that. man. And as we kind of transition, that kind of makes me think a little bit. Jovan, you could probably speak on this better than anybody, but if we talk about Christianity or not, don't even got to talk about that. We can just talk about life. If I believe this, right, let's say I believe one thing. Let's say I want to be, I tell my head coach, I want to be the starter this year. He's like, okay, you want to be the starter. You got to show me that you're the starter, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not showing up on time. I'm skipping reps in the weight room. Um, You know, um, last one in first one out. How am I showing my coach that I'm the starter? So Basically, what I want to kind of hit on is like, what's the difference between your beliefs and your behaviors, and how important is it for them to match? Maybe you could speak on that.
3: Yeah, to me, I mean, I work with student athletes every day, right? Um, they tell me, "Hey, I'm, I'm about to go to NFL. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that." And I'm, I'm looking at them. I talk to them. and I'm like, "Well, did you do this?" They're like, "Nah, I didn't. I didn't get no extra work. No, I didn't get no extra stretches in." You're not even committed to it. So, like, you can believe that all you want, but your actions aren't showing that you're going to do this. Like, yeah. like your actions and your like, those actions and beliefs have to be so intertwined. They have to be a straight-up alignment with one another. Because if you're going out partying every weekend, coming to a workout, hungover, smelling hungover, smelling drunk, like, you know what I'm saying, still smell like alcohol on you, well, you're not committed. You don't want to really do this. And the same thing with, like, with faith. To me, like... For me, I'm still growing my relationship with God and and, you know, praying every day and whatever like that. But if, if I really want to build my relationship with God, I can't I can't even pray or commit to the Bible 30 minutes a day. Like at least something I get 24 hours. I can't I can't give 30 minutes when I I'll say thank God every day for everything he gives me. And I can't give him 30 minutes. Right. Those type of things that just um, have to be connected with one another or else you're just you're just you know, you're just dreaming at that point
0: yeah how like how can you believe how can you believe like literally how can you believe how can you tell yourself that you want something in this world how can you really believe in something and say that you believe in something but you literally do the exact opposite that's the definition of being a hypocrite like i don't i just like jovan hit it right on the head i don't understand that like that's that was my biggest pet peeve hi come say hi are you live yes well we not live but so, my wife just got <laughs> off work, so she's going to say hi real quick. She's going to say what's up, but she just hi. got off work.
1: Uh, now, you don't know to scare me. Like, terrible, you should have warned man. me.
0: <laughs> well, I told you I was doing the podcast, <laughs> but anyway, what was I saying? If you believe, like, I can't tell you how many of my teammates told me when I was up there, hey, big bro, like, hey, big bro, I'm trying to do this and that. Like, I'm trying to be a leader like you. How are you trying to be a leader like me when all you do is – Go out, party, drink, mess with girls. You're late to every workout. You're arguing with our trainer who's only here to help you. Like, that does not make sense to me. How can you say you believe in leadership, you believe in leading by example, you believe in doing all of these things right, but every single day you're showing me and you're showing your teammates and you're showing your coaches that you completely disagree with what you just said. I don't understand how people can do that. How can you say, I want to be the leader of the team? How can you say, I want to be the manager of the company when I'm late every day? How can you say, um, I'm a student athlete and I believe that firmly. You're late to every class. Sometimes you don't even show up. You don't study for your test. It doesn't make sense. I just, I, I don't get it. Maybe somebody else can make it make sense, but I don't get
2: it. Peace. Not, you know, I think it's it really goes to like you know that expression that like talk is cheap, but I mean, it really comes through that way. Like, you know, the way I see it, you know, you got you got two real options, right? You got the things that you want and the things that you would like to have, right? So, most things fall into that category of things you would like to have, like, oh, you know, it would be nice if blank, or like you would appreciate it if blank, or you could, you know, acknowledge that you would be the happiest person in the world if blank. But to me, you know, want is shown purely through action. Like, you can't tell somebody that you want something. Like, you have to show it through what you do, right? You know, and I think it's really having, like, that type of distinction to where it's like, when you say, like, this is something that I really want, you know, you can say it a thousand times, but it's still something you would like to have until you start actually doing it. You know, until, like, you start acting on it, putting in the time every day, putting in whatever you got to put in to actually do it you know, you're really not going to wind up getting to where you're trying to get to because you can say whatever you want. I can say I want to be the president. I can say I want to be an astronaut. I can say I am the president right now. You know, I'm not- <laughs> you know, I just took over the White House. You know, I'm reporting to you live from uh, the middle of Africa. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, you can say whatever you want. You know, words only <laughs> go so far. But, yeah. you know, you hear, them, you hear them coming in the distance, you know, police coming, too. They know where I'm at, too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you you know, you can, you can say anything that you want and it's not going to make a difference. But it's only when you really start like doing things and showing people like what your actions. That's all. That's really the only thing you can stand on. You know, stand on your work, you know, stand on the, the, the effort that you put in daily, you know, stand on the dedication that you have to yourself. Because, you know, when you can show people how serious you are. You can show people how committed you are to something. You know that's when you really have some credibility, because everything that you say, you know, that's just it's fluff. It's fluff till you do it. So do it. You <laughs> know, you know, I, you know, it's I all can't lip service.
0: I can't help but but relate everything to football. You know, that's football's been my life. So it's
2: forgive me for there. bringing
0: another yeah. example. <laughs> but like what you just said, like you know what I tell a lot of people, especially my my the youth. You know, my 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 students that's at my school. They say that they want to go to the NFL, right? They ever, that's every kid's dream, right? That's cool. But are you a football player or do you just play football? That's what I ask them every single time. Are you a football player or do you just play football? Because if you're a football player, you live and breathe it. And you know what it takes to get to where you want to get, you know exactly what it takes. Like, you know, I have to go to sleep at night. I got to eat right. Um, Any negative energy and distractions, they got to stay away from me because I need nothing but good people and good vibes in my corner. I got to have grades. If I don't have grades, I know I can't go to college. These are things that they know. Those are four good things that they know. But most of the time, one or maybe two things are out of it. And I would challenge them. Maybe maybe you just play football. You're not really a football player. You just play football because a football player, he has all of those things. He lives it. He breathes it. He loves it. He literally loves it. Maybe you just play, you know, maybe you just like the jersey. And I, I, I tell them just like that, nice and calm, and then they get a little defensive, but that's how you want it. You know, you got to have that type of, you know, conversation and maybe wake them up like, yo, maybe I'm not doing enough because your beliefs has to match your behaviors.
3: And you know what? Going back to what makes people different, like going to like, oh, I'm different. That's what makes people different. And so not everybody's doing what they need to do. Not everybody's doing the right things. It's it's cool to have all the swag in the world look good, whatever. Mm-hmm. That just shows you're creative. That's like that's cool. Like you can dress well. You're creative. That's the thing that makes you a little different. But like, what like mental switch are you? Do you have that really makes you different? So like your actions can follow what you're actually thinking and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So like, just like talk about behavior and beliefs. Like what's gonna make me the best player, the best entrepreneur, the best neuroscientist? You know what's actually going to take me to that next level. So when I'm going to get my peer on that job interview,
0: boom, I can point out right here. Right. Right. That's facts, man. That's facts. Kamar, you got anything to say about, you know, just like beliefs versus behaviors? Like, have you ever been challenged by that?
1: Yes. I have been challenged so many times as far as like beliefs and behaviors. Um, I know – Uh, I mean you relate a lot of stuff to football I can relate it to sports too Um, I related back to when I was running uh, track back at Akron and I was always trying to speak to my teammates sometimes in a little bit more appropriate manner um, which was in my opinion in my opinion I did wrong when I look back on it now because I was in a way trying to be different but I was also trying to tailor it to how someone else could understand a little bit easier rather than just applying like god 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 christian behavior christian behavior but it's more so like eh, you know i'm not trying to do that that's not what i believe in and i was going to a bible study um at akron and i realized like it's it ain't it's ain't enough for me like i want more i want like i want to achieve more in my spirituality so i took the time to in, in one of our songs that we made it's called thank you lord and, and one of the songs like i say the best time of my life i felt i finally did right i disappeared for some months I shared the gospel with Mike, so it's like I went and I I went off to camp, and I actually wanted to you know spread the kingdom of heaven by speaking to youth and telling them my testimony, and you know basically putting my beliefs into action. Like I wanted to achieve something, I wanted to make a difference, so I actually had to go out and move my feet and work to make a difference, because it wasn't going to happen on its own. I can't say I want this and then think that. You know, just the way people look at me, they'll change something. Like it'll change, but it's like, no, I have to create the change. I have to I have to like strategically make moves to actually make that happen. I know it sounds a little bit cliche, and honestly, I'm a person that doesn't like cliches, but sometimes you can't avoid them. Like you have to make stuff happen unless or else it won't actually happen. I mean, what, what do they say they say sometimes like prayer? Like, when you pray, you have to move or something. I, I don't know the saying, but um, basically all it is is what I just say. Like, and, like, everyone else is saying right now. Like, you have to put your words in action. Actions speak louder than words. That's another cliche, but the truth of the matter is that actions do speak louder than words. Yeah. Same. I mean, I
0: completely agree. Like, you could talk that talk all you want, but you mm-hmm. got to walk that walk, too. Like, you mm-hmm. cannot try and act all cool in front of these people. You can't say all of these things in front of somebody and say, oh yeah, I do this. I stand by this, but you don't take no action mm-hmm. towards it. So I commend all y'all. I
3: actually, for doing that. I actually got a quick question for Kamar and Shores. What are some ways, or have y'all been in a situation where I had to challenge someone to be different or kind of, you know, align their beliefs with their behavior. Cause me and Bryce, we work with, with students every day trying to, you know, do just that. But I wonder if y'all have actually experienced that maybe in your work or even, you know, outside of it uh, with other people that you come and encounter with.
1: Uh, you can go ahead. It looked like you got something good, boy. No,
2: I'm just I'm just that's you got some You got something brilliant. Like I've never
0: I can speak on that like... all day. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut because y'all know I got <laughs> right. stories.
2: No, but, just hit but, us
3: with one in, Bryce. Why they, why they think of something? Yeah, I
2: got I to think of that. Oh,
1: I bet. Well, oh, I got something good. I got something that cool. applies to myself, like me being sure. challenged. I got something that challenges other people. So when almost in the same room as like counseling, when I was at camp, I had to deal with different kids every week, middle schoolers, high schoolers, elementary kids, and it's lasted for 12 weeks, 13 weeks, something like that. And the challenge that I had given throughout those is allowing people to change a perspective on how they view different people. Um, with camp you know it was it wasn't that often like there was actually a black counselor when that often it was a black kid um, it was more specifically tailored around I guess a white community it's in Ravenna Ohio so you can just think about it on your own but I had to challenge some of the kids to stop thinking what they do like some of the high schools when they went to camp the only thing they was thinking about was you know I gotta holler at a shorty, I gotta get a number some of them was asking me a question like yo is is sex the same as masturbation? I'm like, I'm challenging you to not think about that because you're not here to think about sex. You're here to to go on, like, to continue on this journey of your spirituality to grow closer to God. And if you're thinking about sex and masturbation, then you're in the wrong place. Uh, there was a few cases of bullying, like instances of people being bullied. And it's like challenging people to put themselves in their shoes, like some people didn't have enough clothes to actually change into during the week and the kids would like you know tease them about it clown clowning about it and I'm just like okay think about this so if you didn't have a certain amount of clothes would you how would you feel if someone was talking to you that way and I tell you this now no joke he I don't want to sound too brutal but it shut up all of the clowning and joking people started being a little bit more humble about the situation that they're in or being happy about the things that they're blessed with. And then um, a a situation with me is, so as a kid, you know, I used to always have uh, temper problem, anger problem. I was just an angry individual altogether. And I told myself I wanted to be better at controlling my emotions, being more patient, being more respectful, respectful and wise in my decision making. And my girlfriend, I'm actually, this setup is her room. Shout out to her. She got a perfect setup. But like, she tells me every single time I need to breathe or I need to work on my patients. And it's one of the hardest things to hear, knowing how much that means to me, but it means so much more coming from her because she knows that that's something that I want to work on. So she'll literally tell me in the middle of us, let's say having a debate and not arguing. she'll tell me like, hey, just breathe, relax and think about it. And I get compliments all the time on the amount of patients that I have just because she helps me do that. She challenges me to be better, to be more, a little bit more different from who I used to be. So that's my answer. I know that was a long, long little answer, but- No, yeah. that's solid. That's solid. Uh, sure, you
2: got okay. anything? Yeah, you know, just, I mean, in general, you know, people often ask me for like, I guess, advice and like various different things, you know, it's not always going to be the same thing. Sometimes it'll be some work related. Sometimes it might be some spirit life related, you know, it could be, it could be anything. Right. But, you know, I find that, you know, oftentimes when I have to give anyone any advice, you know, it generally follows sort of the same pattern, right? You know, the first question is always, you know, okay, what do you want? You know, you've got to start with the outcome, this, that, and the other, you know, if you, if you don't even know what you're going for that's that's you don't know where to go from there. But then from there, it's always, you know, I always follow it up with, you know, okay, now what are you doing to get to that, right? And so then I'll be, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm doing this, or like, I got this, that, and the other. But, you know, if if they were confident in what they were doing to get there, they wouldn't be asking me type thing, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those type dynamics. So, you know, the question I really always like to get people to think about is like, okay, so like, when you look at like your goals, like say you want to, I I want to go to the league or like, I want to go work for these people, or I'm trying to go get a job here. You know, it becomes a question, okay, what does the person that like you want to go work with or interact with or whatever, like, what do they want? Right. And that always, it always catches people. Right. Cause you know, they always think of sort of like how they want to get there for themselves and things of that nature. But, you know, in terms of looking at where you want to wind up and like, what does the person that can put you in that position, what are they looking for? You know, that's really the question you got to answer because, you know, like a lot of people tend to look at it from their own perspective, but that's sort of how you wind up getting a whole bunch of people doing the same thing. You know, everyone has the same old dream of like, I'm going to go through here, do it this way. And then, you know, A goes to B goes to C because that's all everybody's ever shown when you really look at it from the other way around, you know, say you want to go to the league, you know, what are these recruiters looking for? What are these owners of these teams looking for? Like what, what do they want? Not what do you think you need? What do you know they want? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you really started giving yourself like that clear visualization of that. And it just, it does the differentiation for you. You know, I can even speak for myself, you know, even in, in, in working on that, you know, like, you know, my job title is like neuroscientist, but you know, a lot of people don't even really know, what that means, right? And, you know, the further I get into, like, you know, the skill set and all those types of things, you know, I had to ask myself, okay, what, if I wanted a new job, like, what do they want me to know how to do? Like, if I want to go do something, what do I need to know for that? So, you know, I all the specializations and things that I know how to do, they come from that. But in, you know, really trying to figure out what the people that I want <laughs> to me want me one out of that's a lot of wants what <laughs> the people I, you know what the people that i want to desire me in the future like considering what they themselves want seeing what things i align with and actually can get with and then meeting them in the middle there you know it's allowed me to sort of distinguish myself you know in a lot of different ways to where i can say i know how to do this 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 and this and they're like oh we've been looking for someone that knows how to do this, 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 right. and this, like how convenient is that? You know? So if you, I guess the short version is, you know, if you're really trying to figure out a good way to like build yourself into being different. You know, you really got to like look at what's necessary to get to the outcome that you want. And then look at the things that you yourself would be okay with and everything that falls into the middle of those two, you know, you set your own goals that way. So, you know, I, I, I know the question was like, what advice, you know, have I ever done it to like other people and all that? But I mean, I've I've given that kind of advice to a lot of people. So that's probably the best answer I can give to that question.
0: You know, you know who, uh, as you were talking, you kind of made me think about an experience that I had where I actually got challenged. Um, Chanel, my wife, she challenged me um, just in my counseling journey. And, you know, if anybody knows Chanel, especially recently, she is very, 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 very passionate about education, okay? Like, yeah. very passionate. And she basically, honestly, kept it real with me. Was like, bro, you're not grinding enough. I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? Because last I checked, I'm in grad <laughs> school and you're not. She, she wasn't at the time. And she was like, no, bro, like straight up, like, you're not grinding enough. Like, you're, you're settling with the fact that you're about to get your degree and that's okay with you. You know what I mean like I I took my um my licensure exam to get my licensure. Didn't study at all. You know, I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be easy." Didn't pass. I didn't pass my first time. And she was like, "Well, it's because you're not grinding enough. You you say that you you're the best counselor ever. You say that you're killing your internship, which I was, but she was like, "You say all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, you can't even you don't even know enough material to pass the exam." And she was like, "So, as far as I'm concerned, you're not the best counselor. As far as I'm concerned, you got a lot more to learn. And that opened my eyes. It kept me humble, for one. It also Ooh. put me back in a whole nother grind level. Like, yo, you know what? You She's right. I, I'm, I'm walking and talking. I'm walking around like I'm the best counselor ever. I ain't going to lie to you, though. She she made me think in my head like, all right, now I want to be the best counselor because now I know I'm not. Let me go ahead. I'm going I'm to work until I'm literally the best counselor in the nation. And she's doing the same thing. She's in grad school right now about to get her degree in education. She wants to be a kindergarten teacher. And she helped me by not being complacent with the fact that I was a student athlete. I would get home from grad school sometimes at 9 PM. And I had a full day. Like I had practice. Then I had my internship. I had practice until about 11. So from five to 11, I'm at football practice. Then from 11 to probably about 3.30, I'm at my internship. Mm-hmm. Then I have class from four to nine, sometimes from 5.30 to nine in, in masters. I felt so bad for myself in the fact that I was like, I have to wake up again at 5 a.m. tomorrow. There's no way I'm studying. But then when she held me accountable, I got in my bag, man. I was like, you know what? There's 24 hours in the day and I'm not using enough of them to work. I got eight hours of sleep because I'm gonna get my eight hours. But aside from that video games and stuff, I still make sure I got time for that. But like, there's, there's, even the fact that I play video games, there's, there's room for me to do more in my life. There's room for me to, to grow. There's room for me to evolve. And I don't know if I would have noticed that um, if it wasn't for Janelle. So she helped me be different as a student athlete. Like I was a legit student athlete. Unlike, you know, a lot of people, they just athlete students. You know what I mean? Like, or athletic sleeps in school. Yeah, they they go to school, they go to school, you know, casually. Yeah, I'm yeah, I could get an A, but I'm gonna get a B. And I'm not even saying they're dumb. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Fs. It's just like, yeah, could I get an A? Yeah, but that would require extra study, and I'm not gonna do that. And I was that student for a while until she came around yeah, too, and she man. she kept me, she kept me humble and she was like, Yeah, you ain't grinding enough. I took that as disrespect. So she helped me grow a lot. But, yeah, man, I think this has been a good podcast for sure. Um, I think y'all know how we did last time. I think we should always just end with some takeaways. Like, um, so, Jovan, let's start with you, man. Give me, you know, like a 20-second elevator pitch. Like, what do you think is a good takeaway, you know, for any listeners or viewers of this podcast? Yeah, just don't go through life checking
3: boxes. Just if you're going to be something, you say you're going to do something, like, show me. I actually hold yourself to it and they actually build a plan around how you're going to get there.
0: Yeah, that's facts. Anybody else got something?
2: All right. Mine would be set a goal and stick to it. If it takes you somewhere that you ain't familiar with, stick to it. If it takes you somewhere that other people ain't going, stick to it. And, you know, just always follow back to that goal because that's what you're really chasing. You got something? Uh, yeah, I got
1: something. I guess a good takeaway that I'll uh, say is that, like, become comfortable with being uncomfortable, because you only grow in those uncomfortable spaces. And I don't mean, um, it, I just mean, like, you become, how do I want to put this? How I want to put this. Become, become comfortable with being uncomfortable, because you grow in those spaces. more what do you do with the spaces that you're comfortable in? Like that's the only space that you're going to see where you need to improve yourself or improve on different aspects of your life. For example, Janelle holding Bryce accountable. That was uncomfortable for him, but he still took it full force and said, I'm going to be different. So that, that's my elevator pitch. That's my 22nd deliverable or 40, I guess. Right,
0: mine might be a little long. Y'all know I'm passionate, man. I might get a little bit into it, but I guess I'll go too. All right. Listen, Cole, what did I say? Look at me. Everybody, look at me. We about to get into it. (laughs) Listen closely. If you really feel deep down in your heart and in your spirit that you shouldn't be doing something, then you're probably right. Okay. So if you have to be different and you had to stand out in in a way that you're not fitting into the crowd to buy into the thing that you believe in, that is okay. Like if, if I don't want to do something, I'm not feeling comfortable about it. If I'm at a party and I know I shouldn't be there, if somebody's peer pressuring me into drinking and I know I shouldn't, don't do it, okay? Because there is a better opportunity for you on the other side if you just stick to your gut feeling, stick to your heart, stick to what you want to do. I did not have the choice to go to the NFL or not. My knee told me I couldn't, but I, didn't, I chose not to shut down. I chose to keep going. I chose to, you know what, as big as I am, I'm not going to keep chasing this dream. I'm going to go be a counselor. I'm going to go do what I want. Because at the end of the day, I told myself, I am me. I am who I am. No matter what happens to me, I'm going to stick to that. I'm not going to try and be somebody else. And if I wanted to be somebody else, then I could have easily tried to go to pro day, mess my knee up, and try to live my dream. But I decided not to. Be you. Don't be somebody else. You have your name. You were born with your last name. You were born with your first name. You were born with your face, your beautiful face that you have for a reason. You were not designed to be the person next to you. You were not designed to be the people that you see on social media. You were designed specifically and perfectly to be you. Do that. That's all I got. So as we close, okay. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate everybody that was listening, everybody that has viewed this entire podcast. We're going to try and make this a weekly thing. You know, there might be some hiccups, you know, your cutting might go on a vacation or something, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm closing on a house, so your cutting might have to move in. But even if, you know, it's not going to be no no slip up. So we're going to try our best to keep this thing going. Um, You know, we always going to have some topics, some topics of interest that we can kind of get into. And we're going to go from there. I Don't know who's the, who who the next guest is gonna be, but if you out there and you wanna you wanna hop on this thing, just let us
1: know. Um, you I know, reach out. Too. What's up? Blast from the past, y'all. Hey. hey,
0: so 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 hey. the pick if you viewing if you're viewing this podcast, kamar is showing you a picture of us at the student section. My cutie Jovan making that face, you know what I'm saying? You but you know what I'm saying.
2: I, mean, oh, I forgot different.
0: about
1: those jerseys. Look at that! Hold on! What's that? The little, the Look little uh, energy necklace. Hey that? yo! Called? Hey. So this <laughs> is
0: what we, so we made, we created the student section at Firestone. Yeah, we didn't have yeah. a student section, so we said, you know what? Well, let's make one. But the number one thing I want to point out That's about so that picture, you go back to that picture. Yeah, real. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Somebody go up a little bit. Look at the likes. Look at the likes. <laughs> Boy, you ain't had no likes on that picture. He said, man, I'm tired of y'all. Y'all boys are <laughs> lame. Yo. Nah, but um, <laughs> it's crazy. And, yeah, and if, you, if you're if you just listening, you might be a little confused. So he just showed a picture of us at the at, in our student section at the basketball game. And um, we were all in, in the old throwback jerseys and stuff. We used to we get it rowdy, good. man. We used to get it rowdy. Yeah, it was, it was good. Crazy. Man, y'all remember when Jovan used to – uh somebody would dunk, I would fall into Jovan's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good time yeah man. that was a good time,
3: wow. good time. Oh, hey. but, uh,
0: you about to say something jovan
3: yeah i about to say for anybody um you know watching just leave any comments or any topics that you feel like we should hit and uh definitely like and subscribe if you like the show
0: yeah if there's anything y'all want to hear or hear us talk about or if you want to be on it yourself just let us know drop a comment or just hit us up on, on our Instagram. Let us know because you never know. You might be, you might be the next, the next guest. So and we also are open for ideas for topics. So you might let us know. But um as long as y'all got nothing else, man, we can slide, we can dip up out of here. I appreciate the three of you and I appreciate
1: everybody that's shout been a part of Lloyd. this. Huh? I said, shout out Lloyd, that little Lloyd bar.
0: Can I be for real I'll <laughs>
2: I'll look here. I'm in need of love
0: So let's dip out of Here Just my everything Everything's so right So right so I right. just want to She All right, all right, all right Dip a right. it, it. Yeah. Let's dip I don't even know where